Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to wrap up their series against the Giants before heading out on the road for 10 games. And hosting the program, it's Annie Heilbrin, who just got hit by the news that she'd be hosting by Blooper recently. I also feel like a truck hit me, so if I'm a little <laughs> slow today, if I'm a, I feel a little slow right now, then that's why. Alongside Annie, it's Bill Center, who tried to get a friend of his to convince Seth to give him the hosting gig, but it didn't work. Actually, and, uh, I have I have a, a friend who uh, used to uh, uh, work for a numbers racket, uh, <laughs> collecting. <laughs> so just pay a visit to Seth. And rounding up the crew, it's Chris Ello, who can describe hosting duties in one word. I, I was going to say hard to do. That's three words. Well, there's a hyphen. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Annie Heilbrun, Bill Center, and Chris Ello. Happy Sunday and welcome to Padre Social Hour here in the Western Metal Supply building at Petco Park. It is a beautiful day for some baseball as the Padres look to take their first sweep of the season. Sweep, sweep, sweep. The San Francisco Giants. We'll see if they can do it today. I'm Annie Heilbrun filling in for Mike Janella, who is supposedly at a wedding. We'll hear from him later and we'll By find himself. out. By himself. Yeah, we're not. Not his wedding. Don't yeah, anybody get yeah. too worried. I not his maybe, wedding. I thought maybe for a second, maybe it was his no, wedding and he just no. didn't tell us about it. Not his Joined wedding. by longtime sports writer and Padres beat couldn't reporter. Couldn't even get a date for this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> joined by this guy, Bill Center, who is happy to point out Janella's dating deficiencies. Right. And uh, we'll do so when we talk to him as well. Is he at the wedding with his mom? No, he's with, with an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> and also joined by... You mean? Sports media. What would we call mogul. you, Chris Ellis? Sports mogul? media. Uh, mogul. Mogul, yes. Me and Rupert Murdoch are both moguls. Mogul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to uh, let him know. Yeah, let him know. Uh, and we will have a very special guest today as well. Private first class Joe Riley, who will be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch, and nobody wants to miss this interview. This is going to be a fantastic interview that we're going to have later. I'm fired up. We're all very much looking forward to it. Oh, I'm really fired yes. up. Yes. Oh, Bill is like really, really fired up. Like I think if we just did five minutes of baseball and, you know, yeah, well, you guys are, of, of you guys are fired up for that okay. segment because I'm not on right. it. Right. <laughs> That's you're, the main. You're gone thing. as soon as we yeah. can get you out of here. You're gone. That's why you're looking forward right. to it. Right. Exactly. I know. All right. Well, we've got a lot to get to today, as well as the bulk off of the win last night, extra innings. The Padres were ahead, then they lost the lead. There's a home run, the top of the 10th. And I know Padres fans are thinking, oh, here we go again. You know, lost the lead, going to lose this game. And then all of a sudden, no, a little bit of a rally back. We had some hits go. We had a run driven in. And then uh, there's a balk off. And the, all the time that you've covered baseball, have you seen no. a balk off? No, never have. In fact, it's the only one, uh, Elias put it, pointed out this morning, it's the only balk-off in Padres history. So I know I haven't seen one. So You know, and I, we were talking a little bit before the show about whether – when I first saw the play, I go, okay, that's a balk because he stumbled and the whole thing. And then I thought to myself, you know what? He did throw the pitch to home plate right. even though it was awkward. So why was it a balk? And we kind of went through that. Right. But I think we should clear it up for everybody as to why exactly it was called a balk because he – Casilla did eventually get the pitch to home. Yes. Right, but he, he took the two extra steps. Uh, you, that mean, you can't right, do. Right. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> there's there's one, the second two, step there, right, right there, and, and that's what made right. it the box. Right. He just yeah. caught his cleat, right? He just he Good. tripped up a little there. I don't care. That's right. a win for the grounds you know crew last right. night. Right. Give the grounds crew a win last night. You know what's funny is the Padres are usually on the other end of that, as in weird things happening. So I think it was kind of a – 
It was, you can. it was really sad to see the Giants lose a second straight game. <laughs> it was really not. I was, I was, it was really not. I was teary-eyed. And because it's the Giants, let's watch it on repeat over yeah, and over Just keep again. showing that. Motion, a loop there. But the uh -huh. other thing you should be showing was the key hits by Derek Norris and right. Rosales. Rosales. I mean, those right. were, you know, set up the win right. because, you know, you got to get your men on base. you got to get got the tying run. You have to score that first. Then you have to get a runner to third. So, Nor I mean – these are guys that, you know, I mean, you get the clutch hits like that. I like that. By it's the way, fun. first series the Giants have lost against an NL West team since mid-April. See? Because they've already right. lost the series. Right. They've and now the Padres lost. go for their first. I mean, first I didn't sweep. bring a broom. I, I thought it would be kind of cliche, but, I mean, oh. maybe oh. we needed to bring one. I mean, the, <laughs> the Padres can't keep – what is this, their 12th chance for right. a sweep right. today? Right. I mean, come on, they haven't done it yet. To your point, though, with Derek Norris last night, 0 for 4, and then he was able to do that in the 10th, which, you know, it's nice to see sometimes a guy struggling for the, at the plate for the day and then able to make an impact there at the end of the game. I know you don't want 0 for 4, but every once in a while, that's the way hey, it if goes. You want, so. If you get 1 for 5, that's the one you want, Exactly, right? exactly. Uh, first sweep of the season sounds a little sad, a little, uh, you know, if, if – you wish it was different. Part of me likes anomalies, Bill. Right. So this, if they didn't, if they lose, if, if they, they won win, today, it right. would wreck the anomaly. Well, no, it's still, yeah, it would be the anomaly if they won today because it's way Okay, up. then I don't like it's, anomalies. It's what really is it that I don't like? Everything about Sunday, last game of series, day games. It's they just all, haven't won any of it's that. It's all kiltered. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, they're they're now 39 and 38 Uh uh, on any day but Sunday, except for Sunday, right? Has God. anybody? Have you? I know we've talked about it a lot in this show, but are there any outstanding theories as to why the Sunday game is so elusive? Is it just a weird thing that keeps happening? I can't figure it out. I mean, they've now they have run into an awful lot of good pitchers on Absolutely. Sunday, but the whole thing, the, the last game of series record. I mean, if you take away the last game of series Sundays. And day games, and they got a winning record. They got uh, they got a winning record. They're going in to night. the World Series. They got a winning record in night games. They've got a winning record in the first two games of or the first games of series up to the final day, and they got a winning record the rest of the week except for Sunday. The it only the only thing anybody said, which is, I, and I think people are trying to make sense of it because because I don't agree there's with there's it, no sense is the fact it. that. Maybe over the first two games of a series, teams are scouting them, and <laughs> by the third game, they know what the Padres oh. are trying to do. But they're scouting but that them. That makes weeks no before. sense. That makes no right. sense. So. That's an interesting thing. I mean, you yeah, know, it's I don't a, see it. a picture being called up. We'll talk more about um, ja Edwin Jackson later. A picture being called up from He's AAA. finally here. He's here. No, He's no, here. no. But I mean, they tried at least twice, really made strong bids earlier in his career to get to Edwin get Jackson. I think it was three times. And they once went after him as a free agent. They once went after him as a trade. And I think they went after him as a free agent another time. And all three <laughs> times, he turned. it didn't work out. Man, I now I he's here. I just wish I was Edwin Jackson. Because, first of all, I'd like to pitch today. I think it would be fun to right. pitch. Second of all, if I was Edwin Jackson, I've made at least a million dollars for just about every major league win that I have. Right. Now, I, now it's incredible how many times this guy has been signed to big money big, deals. Oh, because, I mean, he's got he's, that no-hitter, and he's, right, uh, he's, but he's got just great stuff. he's never put it together. Right. Now, and Buddy Bauman goes out today. Yes, he's So, gone. Buddy Bauman's major league career so far is one pitch one and pitch. one out and back to the minors. Not a bad, <laughs> not a bad though. You got the out. 
right? right? Not a bad major league debut. No, you got the out. You got right. the out, and now you're gone. Right. I guess I that's how it goes I don't think Buddy sometimes. would agree with you guys. <laughs> I think Buddy would like to throw a couple pitches, a couple more. I mean, he, and he was almost in line for the win. If they had right. gotten a run there right. in the bottom of the, or right. that inning, he would have got the win. It reminds not you. given up the lead. Uh, but how humbling this is. Right. I mean, you come up for a day, you get the one out, and then you're back down to the minors. Chris, you remember <laughs> the day that Luke Gregerson got the win without throwing a pitch? Yeah. Picked definitely. the guy came in with runners Pick on off, first. And then they right. get the score and you win. Picked off the guy at first and they got three runs at the bottom of the inning and he won. That's Never threw a pitch. They pinch hit for him. What is that, Bill? <laughs> that is karma. That's an anomaly. That is baseball, my friends. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Make sure you're following along here. Hashtag PadresSH on Twitter. You can also join us at uh, Padres.com slash social hour. You can watch the show online. But please do tweet us. We definitely want your questions and we will read as much of them on the air as we can. Uh, we do have a lot to get to. I want to talk about Travis Jankowski as well later because he's really been showing up and making the most out of his opportunity. Uh, and we say goodbye to Buddy Bauman. It was a short stint. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, it, we can talk a little bit more about now what we're seeing in the second half and what we're seeing now that the Padres are looking as to being some trade partners, getting some two a few years under so their, their okay. belt. 2-0, though. <laughs> right. Wow. They're 2-0 against the Giants. That's count, does that count? It counts for a little more, right? Uh. The Giants, no? All right. Okay. <laughs> They've closed to within, what, 17 and a right, half games right. of first exactly. place? No, it really doesn't count for much. I see the silence and the stares at me. Okay, all yeah. right. All right, Good well, try. I want to remind everyone that the next baseball night in San Diego is Saturday, July 30th, when the Padres face the Reds at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a pair of SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. Get tickets at Padres.com. We will be back with Private First Class Joe Riley. Please stay tuned here on Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We are joined right now on this Military Sunday by a very special guest, U.S. Army veteran, Bronze Star recipient, Private First Class Joe Riley. We are so pleased to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And you are throwing out the ceremonial first pitch today. Thank you. Have you done that before? Is this a no? I have not. We're yeah. going to go fastball, Joe. We're going to we're going to fire it out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can. I, I shook yeah. his hand. The man's handshake is stronger than mine. Is this anything that you've um, anyone's given you any tips on, or have you been looking forward to it? Is it is it fun to be here today? Yes, yes. I've had a couple of preliminary throws. My friend Albert uh, on my patio. We practiced the other day a I little love bit it. there. Only about 12 feet apart, so I don't know if that counts or not, but uh, that's what we did. Hey, 12 <laughs> feet, anything is good. All right. So, uh, Private Riley, you parachuted into uh, Normandy on D-Day. Yes, I did. Behind enemy lines. I know Correct. Bill is champing at the bit to ask you some questions about that, as am sure. I. I'm going to let Bill take it away right here. That's an amazing story. So yes. it would have been in the early morning hours, right? It yes, would have been darkness. About, about 3.30 in the morning. We boarded our aircraft about 11 or 11.30 in the evening in, uh, in England. Right. Uh, but uh, when you're on an airborne operation, uh, the planes have to circle around and around and around in layers because the first plane cannot go over the English Channel to the continent until the last plane leaves the Takes the off, airdrome. right. Wow. So you're up there two or three, sometimes three or four hours in, in, uh, in layers up there circling around waiting for the last plane to get off the airdrome. So behind Utah Beach, yes, uh, landed. At, at your job was what to secure the crossroads. Yes, it was. Provide provide uh, 
of flank support for the seventh corps and also to cut off any counterattack by blowing up bridges. That's right, that's Amazing. correct. Uh, only one out of five paratroopers landed where they were supposed to on right. D-Day. I was the one. Oh. I landed wow. right where I was supposed to land this little pasture. Is that right? I had a clicker. Incredible. We had this little clicker on our wrist, you know. You give a click, and if you heard two clicks, you got lucky. If you didn't hear any clicks, you better be ready for something else. So I, I heard two clicks. I landed right beside the commander of the 502 Regiment. We jumped the same little pasture. We went from that little pasture to another one, to another one. And as we were going along, we picked up more people, you know, stragglers. Well, finally, we got to a point of where a decision had to be made. In the military, the hierarchy makes the decisions. <laughs> we had several colonels with us. We had a couple of generals with us. Well, if the colonel says, we're going to go this way, a general says, no, we're going to go this way. You know where you're going to go. What you're about go the first sergeant? If yeah. the first sergeant says you're going somewhere else, That's you're following right. him. That's right. But the general, the man with the highest rank makes the final decisions. Right. It got kind of embarrassing. <laughs> we were going from one little pass to the other. We were picking up more and more people. The history books have recorded this very accurately, by the way. Wow. Never has so few enlisted men been led by so many officers. Wow. There was only about 15 of us enlisted men. We had about 25 officers. Well, like I said, that's where the, the next episode came into effect. We're in this little pasture, and I thought, oh my God, is this how we're going to win the war? Because they started arguing about what they were going to do. We split in two groups, and we proceeded on to the causeway. Let the 4th Infantry Division come right. aboard. Wow. The first little town we cleared, took... Cleared for the 4th Infantry, right? Yes. yes. The first little town we took was called Poopyville. Poopyville. And everybody mm -hmm. says, oh, Poopyville, P-O-U-P-P-V-I-L-L-E. Right on the causeways there. We lost seven paratroopers oh. taking Poopyville. We took Poopyville. And I got the best lesson I could ever get in combat. I'm such a lucky man, it scares me. Mm. All my life I've been so lucky. It frightens me sometimes. There was a paratrooper laying on the ground. There was a medic working over him because he was seriously, seriously wounded. The medics had a Red Cross armband on their uniform. They were unarmed. We were told, the enemy would not fire on the medic because they were unarmed. What a bunch of baloney that was. Wow. There was a German sniper up in a tree started firing at the medic. Well, we thought, wait a minute, this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. So about six of us fired up in that tree. Down come the sniper. Mm. Officer walked over to me and he said, soldier? I said, hey, I saw you fire on that tree. I said, yes, I did. He said, what a waste of ammunition. Oh, I wanted to say something so bad. Yeah. I'm sure. All I could think of was, how in the world do you think we're going to win this war? We're out here to kill the enemy because he's out here to kill us. And, uh, but that was a great lesson to learn the first day of combat. After that, we went on to take uh, St. Condemont, St. Marie de Mont, yes. Veryville. We gathered at Veryville. Then we tried to take Canton. Now, everybody always says, well, you know, when you're in combat, you're in the military, you're in the, representing the United States of America, you never lose. Oh, we had so many times when we darn near lost it. Right. We tried to take Carantan. The Germans had all the high ground surrounded around Carantan. We got defeated back. The 501 Regiment and the 502 Regiment both got defeated back. There was a marsh on one side of Carantan. The military thought we'd never go through the marsh. We got orders to go through the marsh. Wow. It was hot. There was mud and reeds clear up to your shoulders. We went through that marsh that night. We took Carantan the next day. Mm. 
Now, to get off, you later, uh, you were in Operation Market Garden. Yes. And then you were part of the uh, the Bastogne, the, uh, held the uh, Battle of the Vault. The biggest battle of World War II right. was wow. at Bastogne. And uh, we, we're the first unit in. Right. Uh, well, you were trapped there. The 101st Airborne got trapped. We were surrounded by the Germans who were outnumbered four to one. Right. But we held on. You have to remember, the Germans had gone through three or four military uh, units before they got to the Bastogne. Right, and Bastogne was important because huge crossroads. Absolutely. It would have been a road that, that would have opened the road to Antwerp for them. That's right. And you and the 101st Airborne light infantry, I mean, they were, they were, not, right. they were not an armored division, light That's infantry. Right. That's right. They held Bastogne against the Germans yes, until they, they were actually relieved by Third uh, Army. That's right. Creighton Abrams drove the first tank in. That's right. And, and we were happy to, we were happy to hear. In combat, you get your, your uh, ears begin to tell your brain many, many things. You can tell by the sound of the shells. You can tell by the sound of so many different things that go on. And when we heard, we could tell the difference of the sound of the German t Tiger tanks on the tracks as against the American tanks. Sherman's, right. And we could tell the difference of the sound because we saw it in Normandy. We saw it in Holland. And so we, right away, when we heard that, we heard our own tanks come in, we were so happy that the, uh, that uh, Patton could come in and help us uh, in a dire circumstance that we were in in Normandy. It best all. Right, and that's where you you earned the Bronze Star. I mean, that's right, yes. and that's why I'm called. Our unit's called the Battered Bastards of Bastogne. Right, and uh, you have to remember that uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the about the eagle, eagle right, eagle. screaming eagles. I have to tell you a little story about this. I would love it. We, but getting more money. Because we're paratroopers. And we got into trouble. <laughs> Alcohol. As, okay. hazard, your hazardous duty pay, yeah. right? That's right. We had a riot in Charlotte, North Carolina in 1943, the 4th of July. <laughs> a couple of bartenders walked into a bar and they demanded immediate service. And the bartender said, wait a minute, I'm waiting on a couple of Hawaiian soldiers here. Well, they wouldn't have any part of that. So as a result, there was a riot. There were 70 men in the jail on Sunday morning. Colonel Johnson, called Jumpy Johnson, he had over 100 jumps. He was a full char, chicken, he was a full colonel. He got the regiment together, and our mascot was a bald eagle. He had him in a cage. He put a black flag over the cage, because the eagle was in mourning. We had 70 men, <laughs> 70 men in, in jail. jail. <laughs> He, he was about to be made a, a brigadier general. Uh-oh. Oh. Mrs. Roosevelt, Eleanor Roosevelt, got on the radio. She said, the, the paratroopers were the most uncouth group the Army has. Uh-oh. That went right up to Washington. He didn't get his promotion right away. But isn't it ironic? Her husband, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, gave us the presidential unit citation. We got it twice. The wow. first unit in the military to ever get it twice. Right. Wow. First unit in the Army. Incredible. Right? Yeah. Because I, I think that the, uh, the carrier enterprise actually got they, to... They, they did. Right. Ab absolutely right about that. You've got a pretty good knowledge of the military. <laughs> he I, has I, a, a very good knowledge of the military. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Joe, you, you are 95 years old. Is that correct? I am 95 years old. Wow. Are you the oldest uh, World War II veteran of the 101st Airborne? I do not know that. Uh, I belong to an organization called The Greatest Generation. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a foundation and an right. organization. Uh, it is, uh, the CEO is a man called Tim Davis. He lives in Denver, Colorado. Wow. And he takes, I went back in 14. I met President Obama. Wow. 
They took 28 of us back to Normandy at uh, Omaha Beach, Cova Semur. They picked four, four out of the 28. The reason they picked me, because I can get in my uniform. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> I got to speak to President Obama. He's a tall man, got a good sense of humor. He has to have a nice job he's got. And uh, we had a good conversation. And there was 50,000 people there that day from 23 nations wow. to celebrate in 2014. 2015, I went back again to Normandy. When you, yes. no, go ahead, finish your story. Well, I'm wondering, when you go back, do you feel, do you feel the emotions? Do you feel the magnitude of the day, or, or are you separated from it now? What, what, what is your feeling like? Yes, you do, and I'll tell you why that you have the connection. The people of Europe, particularly France, Holland, Austria, right. all those places where we were able to defeat the Nazis, they have a lot of respect for us, for what we did so many years ago. And uh, we stayed with French families when we were there in 14. Uh, they, uh, we stayed in their homes. They live in Chateau. And they took us every day down to Carentan, which is our connection point. We had a bus that took us all around the cemeteries and the, the memorials. Wow. I speak to school children over there as I speak to school children in San Diego. Uh, every chance I'm invited to go, I speak to the young people. And they're very receptive. They want to know a little bit more about the history of World War II. Right. Joe, did you, what was your highest rank? Did you? Uh, I'm a private first class. So all the way through. All the way through. And they say, well, that's not a very high rank. You're right, it isn't. But I was getting three paid grades higher because I was a paratrooper, I was in combat, I was a radio man. I was the 300 radio operator for the 81 mortar platoon. Fantastic. And they did, and the 101st Airborne didn't give out promotions like, no, they uh, did not. like you, other right. units. We, right. were, we were what they were called. Point we were under the old horse cavalry TO, or right. table of organization. Right, exactly. Every 18th man was rated. Well, I didn't care because I was getting three paid grades higher and I didn't have to babysit anybody. And I was the radio operator for the mortar platoon. So I was happy with my rate. But we had, a, we had an interview last year. We went to uh, Beverly Hills. You heard oh. of Beverly Hills? I've, I've Stayed at the Hotel Hills. Hilton there. Oh, All right. fancy. They took us out to the, the airport of Van Nuys. We invited a man to come and talk to us. The man's name was Larry King. Oh. Is that right? It turned out to be disastrous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <wait. Joe>. All right. <laughs> Joe, we need to we need to go to break. Yeah. But uh, I I know Bill and I could sit here talking to you for hours. Sure. Thank you. And we hope to in a little bit. Um, but we just thank you so much. I know right. Bill does too for thank being here. Much. Oh yeah. It's incredible. It really is. Thank you. And, and Thank we'll you talk much. to you more in the break. All right, I want to remind everyone to be at Petco Park on Friday, July 29th for Party in the Park, presented by Southwest Airlines for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas with airfare from Southwest and amenities provided by Las Vegas. It's a Vegas-themed happy hour before the Padres take on the Reds at 740. Get tickets at padres.com slash party. You ever been to Vegas, Joe? All right. <laughs> we'll be back with more Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here on a Sunday as the Padres getting ready for game three against the San Francisco Giants. Why is it that I feel like everybody who's tuned back in is disappointed yes. to see me sitting here right. now? I would agree. Instead of still, oh, I would agree. I would Thanks. Sorry, Thanks. Chris. I feel much better. I want to keep but, Joe. Yeah, I figured everybody's upset that he's gone now. Can I funny. tell you, Chris, too, um, Bill and I, 
my first year with the UT, well, the first year I was coming to the Padres with the UT, I roomed with Bill. No, I, I was in the right, same right, house right, as same Bill. Same house. We, we shared different rooms. Right. That, but that, I would. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would come in, and Bill would be watching the military channel, exactly. and he would be able to recite before they said it every turn of the war, every every private this first class. Yeah, that. this guy was like. He I was, mean, he was impressed. <laughs> He was impressed guy, with your knowledge. Bill knows. If anyone knows, Bill, and I mean, you're, you have the same fascination for it, correct, Oh, absolutely. Bill? Yeah. I, I mean, my dad served, but uh, one of the things, like, during, like, everybody says private first class, why didn't he advance in grade? Yes. The, hundred near, the airborne units, they didn't go up in rank, that they just stayed the same throughout the war. One of the few units where that was the case hmm. because they had specific duties. Wow. And if they advanced in grade, that they would be doing other things. And they wanted to keep those units exactly how they started. They were so specialized. Right. So, yes. he, so you stayed private first class. But they, they, did, they rigged the pay because they would give them hazardous duty pay. Wow. They'd give them extra pay so that although they were private first classes, they were actually treated like sergeants and everything else. That is fascinating. I saw a tweet come up that said uh, one of my best th or one of my favorite interviews on Social Hour, and I would have to agree. And of course, Chris, if you were part of it, it would be even that much more better. But we had to boot you. But now you're back. <laughs> no, it, it was better without me. It was. It was. Uh, well, that no, was good. We, we appreciate you not leaving us, right. Chris, and coming back that and was coming good back. Stuff. But you know, I'm sure you were just uh, enjoyed all of that oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. to find out that some things didn't change and. I actually went to jump school way back when. Did you jump? Yes. Wow. But but I was not I was not a member of the one of those great elite airborne units. I was in a program right. that they wanted you to go to jump school, so okay. I went. And it was no problem getting out of the plane because you wanted to get away from the tactical sergeant. But we uh, we talked about the same <laughs> feeling of, of when the the uh, static line, the ping of the clip coming loose and hitting right. the back of your helmet. I mean, some things just didn't change. Everybody's having trouble this election season, I think, trying to figure out, you know, who we should vote for, where this country's headed. Let's just get a few Joes in there. Yes, yeah, exactly. I agree. Exactly. Get a few Joes in there, we'll, all be, the headed in the, we'll yeah. all be headed in the right direction <laughs> right. again. And the other thing, the amazing like thing thinking, is yeah. that when you, the units like the 101st Airborne, while they, I mean, landing at Normandy and fighting at Normandy was an extreme situation, but they go from there to Operation Market Guarding, jumping behind enemy lines again, and then they wind up at Bastogne. So they were in three of the the most crucial battles of World War II in Europe. Incredible! It's I mean, really incredible. Right, it really is amazing. Yeah. Right, yeah, now we're supposed to go back and talk about yeah. a <laughs> baseball, right? A ball. Yeah. Now I've got to go back Great. and talk about baseball, yeah. and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it there in an easy fashion with, with some talk about Travis Jankowski because he's been doing so well and obviously making the most of his opportunities. So it's a terrible segue, but we're going to do it anyways because we are here to talk some baseball as well um, with John Jay out on the disabled list and Melvin Upton Jr. on the bereavement list. Travis Jankowski has been able to been get in there. He is high on walks. He is high his on-base percentage in the leadoff spot, high. His defense, good. Are you happy with what you're seeing from him, given the opportunity to play full games right now? Oh, absolutely. But it, it's to me, the question with Jankowski is where he projects in the future because pretty clear 
Manuel Margot is, yes. the, is who they're looking for, the center fielder of the future. It's a crowded you, outfield. You've got to move Upton and Kemp at some time because you've got Jankowski, you've got Hunter Renfro. You want to take a look at these young prospects, Dickerson. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see to me to see where Jankowski winds up in the future. It's a crowded outfield. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's. it's uh, well, I, I think he's. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, yes right. it's not no. like you have yes all no. stars at every right. position and you're, 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 everyone's lining up to you're, go into you're the Hall of Fame. You're glad you got Melvin. You're but juggling. You're going to try. I you're going to get. You you're lucky him. if you can get rid of Melvin Upton because oh, of the money. Right. And, uh, and you got to almost tip your cap to him for having a good enough season right. to put yourself in a situation sure. to, to move him. Kemp's not going to be moved. Not, no, not yet. The thing I like about Jankowski is enthusiasm. He just He's the kind of guy that I look and right. watch yeah. playing the game, and he looks like he's having fun out there. Absolutely. But and and, and that, that just makes you a better player right away, I right. think, in my mind. Can he hit enough to be a regular in the major? Well, we have to see, don't we? I right. mean, you, know, you can see small sample sizes, but, yeah. I mean, over a larger size, I'm not sure. and I, I don't, They're probably not sure either. Right. He, he was in the middle of that uh, challenge, two challenges yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And the one where he's trying to steal second in the bottom of the six, he's called out. Did you uh, – what are you thinking about the challenge system still? Are we still ringing that bell of do we like it, do we not like it? Is it, is it working for you? I don't – I mean, there are just so <laughs> many times it takes so long. He's old school. <laughs> I, I mean, I love, the, I love the idea of it. I don't like it if it can't be cleaned up. I like uh, the, the challenge system on really obvious bad calls that can be overturned that we can all see are bad calls. I think anything like what you're talking about last night in and in a game I saw here a few weeks ago against the Yankees, they had three challenges. None of the three you could really even tell on replay. Right. So if it's that close, go with the umpire's call. Go with the human element yeah. of the game and move on. If it's a bad miss – then, yeah, I'd like to see it cleaned up because, you know, you could cost a team the game or something if you missed a call at home plate. But I wish there was a way to be able to challenge only on something glaring. Right. Rather than, you know, every little close point. play. I mean, you, want, you want something really big, but then it would be – don't you feel like guys are sliding into third. Guys are sliding into third base. They don't know if they're safe or out, and they're calling time, and they're going challenge. Yeah. Plus, if I'm a manager and the other pitcher is going good and I've got any type of – close play. Huh. That's a I good challenge. idea. A I good challenge idea. because yeah. you stop the game, you stop momentum. momentum. Yes. You make them stand there for a while. Yeah. You hope it goes for five minutes. That's true. That's true. You're banking on the kind of the strategy of the game yeah. at that point yeah. and the strategy exactly. of using those timeouts. Use, so use the challenge yes. to get a guy off of a roll. <laughs> I almost think that they should it's take the, the challenge out of the manager's hands and it really should go maybe to a, a video review replay official who is able to look and say, uh-oh, we we this one we missed kind of right. badly. Reviews we're going to look at that. Right. Reviews. But if every it's play. a bang bang play, we're going with the umpire. We're going with the umpire. I mean that's the way we've done it for a hundred years. Bang bang plays. I mean let's let's just keep it going. Keep the game going. Baseball has enough problems slowing down. Plus I think that a guy in New <laughs> what York. What are you trying to say, Chris? One guy. <laughs> in well, New they have a clock that's <laughs> right. ticking right. down between innings. I mean right. they know it. It's not anything I'm coming up. One with. guy in New York watching each play could very quickly say that needs to be reviewed. That one needs to be reviewed or right. changed, and, right. and, or and he, that one doesn't need to be reviewed. Right. It was a right. close bang-bang play. Let's move on. Right. Right. And, he, and he just hits a button, clicks in the umpire's ear, and they'll say we, we're reviewing it That's rather it. than waiting these That's two or it. three minutes while the and, – and, and the other thing, I don't <laughs> like the idea that the clubs that you can, oh, let's call our video guy to right. see if – 
And that yeah, stops the game for two minutes. Yeah, that slows it down, right. too. Right. Hang on that up. Hang on. Down. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. no, wait. No. Okay, maybe. In fact, the only know. manager I've ever seen called on waiting too long was Bud Black in the first year of yeah. the challenges. Was, of right. course, only, yeah. only, only the, the Padres, Padres right. would have it happen to them. <laughs> Listen, the commissioner was just here. You had your chance. Tell him all this. No? Okay. Nobody. He didn't well, ask he me. Didn't ask, right. He didn't ask me <laughs> Only you asked right, me. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. I'll try to pass those on through a suggestion box of sorts. Good. All right. The Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th for kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash Playball. We will be right back with more Padres Social Hour after the break. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. And welcome back to Padres Social Hour. It is a beautiful Sunday in San Diego. The Padres looking to get their first sweep of the season. If they can take game three against the Giants today. Bill, by the way, no big deal. I don't mean to interrupt, but, but, but from our chair here, our couch here, isn't the view much better looking across than, <laughs> than it is than normally? Janella, right. I just thought And Janella uses more makeup than any does. I know, that's true. He's on <laughs> Speaking of Janella, so I'm sh- I hope he's listening to I all of it. I didn't say that, I Mike. I hope he hears all of it. He is on the Cholula hotline with us right now. Mike, are you there? I am, guys. How's it going? And I'm makeup-free, I can tell you. Is that right? Hey, by the way, I'm glad you're at that wedding. I saw your date last night on uh, on your Twitter, the empty chair. Nice job. Yeah, she doesn't talk much. <laughs> you got to get back here soon, Mike, right. and defend yourself. Yeah. Man. How could, in fact, how could your date talk much when you're carrying the conversation? <laughs> you said it like it's a bad thing, though. Hey, Mike, do you go to those weddings dateless because you're like, well, there could be some single woman there, and and I could meet someone, and maybe it's that sort of thing? Uh, no, you're just too kind to, to think that. I just go because I have no other option, and I'm. Uh, you know, I think Mike. It's not my choice. I think Mike's taken now because he tweeted out he's got a new f- Twitter follower that he was very excited about. Yeah. Did you did oh, you uh, share that with everybody? Uh, with the, with the that, O'Brien? Yeah, you were all excited about that. I figure you're all really? set now. I mean, she's, a, she's an award-winning journalist of, of great renown and uh, very reputable. So I don't know why she's following me, but I'll take it. <laughs> she uh, started following me last week too, Mike. I'm not kidding. Burn, Mike. <laughs> 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 Well, you guys are a package deal. <laughs> you know, uh, since you've been gone, Mike, the Padres have been winning. I, I, I just want to say. Haven't lost, saying, right, since right. he's been gone? <laughs> I'm just wondering what you think about that. They got a balk off yesterday. It's like I'm gone for two days and everything goes off the rails. <laughs> the first balk off in Padres history, Mike. Yeah, I saw that yesterday in extra innings, too. I couldn't believe it. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, everything's happening, so uh, I've been missing all the action. Well, if they get the sweep, then uh, he may have to stay. Right. He is. <laughs> yeah. If they, well, that's what I'm they, if they get the sweep without well. you in the chair, somebody else is getting right. swept. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wally Pip thing. Well, well, Don't worry. Let me know. My, flight, my flight is uh, first thing tomorrow morning, so just give me, a, give me a heads up if I should just cancel the ticket. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike, I'm wondering, you know, this is Mike's first day off. Days oh, I off know. Since uh, spring training, I believe, and that's for real. Well, so he also had Thursday off. There was no show on there Thursday. There was no show on Thursday. Okay, so in fairness, yes, yeah, Thursday <laughs> off. Thanks, tough. Bill. Yeah, uh, I, I'm wondering if it feels weird to you, Mike, or it just feels glorious. What's What do you feel? 
<laughs> that's definitely weird. I mean, you do the show every day, and uh, you know, having been, especially, you know, seeing like Seth Spades every day since mid-February, uh, that part's glorious, not having to deal with it in the last few days. Uh, but that's, uh, it's just weird being back. You know, I hadn't been home uh, since I left, so seeing my family and uh, just driving around, you know, New York and being back here in Jersey, and uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a little, a little weird, a little surreal, but uh, it's good. It's been busy. You know, you do a wedding, it's an out-of-state wedding, and that keeps the, the days busy, and everybody wanted to say hi when you're in town, so the schedule's been full, uh, but yeah, it's going to get back, and, uh, and thank you guys for holding down the fort. Uh, I was happy to hear that we're still on the air after Brady Phelps posted on Friday, so uh, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, uh, manning the ship without me. I, yeah, Bill gave me a look at that. Oh, so. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just check just check in tomorrow before you get on that plane to make sure you're still part of this. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you'll be up already at that hour, Bill, so I'll be sure to call you directly. <laughs> Mike, I, I just want you to know that I did not wear a tie today in honor of the fact that you're not here. Really? Wow, so that's what it takes, huh? Yeah, I, it's just, you know, there's you, you, you bring a certain, you know, elegance to the show, and I just, you know, I knew the you wouldn't be here anybody's today, ever so. said that. Yeah. You and the word elegance. Well, somebody's got to say something <laughs> nice to the guy. You got Center and you two over here just taking them apart. I know. Chris, I that's know. Like my favorite, Chris. That's why you got my back. I Nobody needs to say <laughs> anything that's nice. That's why you're coming <laughs> back. Right? That's why I'm trying not I'm doing what I can. Well, Mike, we do really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule, it sounds like, to call into the show. And we look forward to you coming back, and uh, we'll keep the seats warm until you get back. Yeah. Get oh, back. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure. And, yeah, let's, uh, let's, get, those, let's get those rooms out today. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Get back to your four-legged date. <laughs> oh, Bill. Whoa. Wow. All right. On that, on that note, Mike. On yeah, that note. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to come back from that. So just remember, when you're in the host chair, you can say whatever you want to Bill. So. I know. They put me on okay. the phone line. And it's just like, hard to fight back. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on the Cholula Hotline. Cholula. Uncapped that was a true. That was a hot seat Cholula right there. Cholula hot sauce. That was as hot as you can get. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Yeah, he's feeling that they're in Jersey. Mm -hmm. All right. He's well, sitting there going, why did I call in? <laughs> what Stay was I tuned. thinking? We'll be right back with more Padres Social Hour after the break. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. And welcome back to Padres Social Hour here, this post-All-Star Game series that we're having against the San Francisco Giants. And we're about to uh, read the lineup, go into the starting lineup, brought to you by United Airlines. The starting lineup is, how about that, brought to you by United Airlines. Come on, Annie. Proud partner <laughs> of the San Diego Padres. All right, so we've got Travis Jankowski leading off. Will Myers followed by Matt Kemp, Salarte there in the cleanup spot. Dickerson, Christian Bethencourt, Ryan Schimpf. Alexia Ramirez in the eight hole, and then Edwin Jackson, the pitcher, brought up from El Paso today. How are you feeling about this lineup? Uh, well, you know, I was talking to somebody offset while you guys were talking to uh, the private first yes. class, Mr. Riley. I thought he brought up a great point. We were talking about why are the Padres struggling to win on Sunday, and it's like makes no sense. He said, you know, Sundays is when the most teams play their backup players. Right. And that's true. that's true. I mean, look at all the backups that are in the lineup today. And it just could very well be not a coincidence that the Padres don't do well on Sunday because their backups really aren't as good as the other team's backups that they're trotting out there on Sundays. Padres don't have the same kind of depth. I, I think it was a great Get, point. Getting right. out of good point. Yeah. So um, what do I think of today's lineup? <laughs> I, I, you know, 
it's, it's probably not as good as the depth that the Giants have. Right. It's a good point. It's a good point. That's usually when so, you're playing your backups. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see how it goes, of course, with Edwin Jackson now. Uh, that's the ultimate backup. That's, and that's the ultimate probably wild card in this all, right? right? And so you've got to throw him out there and see how he does. He struggled at El Paso, but most pitchers struggle at yes. El Paso. That's why yes. El Paso's pitching staff is always made up of veterans and guys that have been around a while. You keep your best pitching prospects at San Antonio. Yes. And then bring them up from there. How? M what team is this for Edwin Jackson in the major leagues? I mean, that's almost an impossible wow. off-the-top-of-your-head trivia Chicago question Chicago. because he's honestly right. – maybe Blooper can look it up real right. quick, but it's, it's a, it's, he's got to be close to double figures. Right, it's, gotta, it's a lot. And, of yeah. course, and the Padres have three times tried to get him here. Right. They finally – when, when Miami released him, they signed him. So I have so much faith in him that there is no way I'm picking him in our Supercuts this Challenge. This is his 11th Speaking team. 11th team. This is his 11th team. 11th team, right. okay, yep. yeah. You That's know, you, yeah. the one thing about Edwin Jackson is that you look at the, the numbers in mass and they're not good. But there is always the possibility That's true. Of course. that he uncorks a of gem. Right, a gem. Absolutely. So. I don't think it's a good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there nonetheless. Right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge, uh, the let's we're going to take a look at the standings. But uh -oh. Do we have to put the, the standings couch? up there? It's embarrassing. Oh, God. That's the stand. I have not seen that in a while. Yeah, oh, I'm, doing real, I'm doing real good. Okay, I, would but like the couch. The, I would like the head-to-head -head standings up there because I'm a much closer to him than that. I don't know the answer to that. I do. Mike has it, but it's not. A, he didn't. He didn't share it with you. But the couch had Kemp yesterday, and, and won. Blooper had Will Myers. Yep. That is, and then couch won. Couch Kemp won. had his solo home run, so that's good. Right. Okay. Actually, I <laughs> thought his pick two days ago was really good. Cashner. We're moving Cashner? in the right yeah, direction. Yeah. All right. Uh, so who is picking first today, Blooper? Chris picks first. Chris picks first. All right, Chris. Well, you I always kind of just try to go along with the theme of our show and, and go with one of those guys. So we talked about Jankowski. So oh, I thought you were going to go with Edwin Jackson. I no, I told you I wouldn't go with Edwin <laughs> I Jackson. I thought you were going to go with Joe Riley. But or, okay. Yes, he is, the, he is the – you know, I could win with him. Good. I could win with him, but I'll take Jankowski All today. All right. I like it. Blooper, what do you got? I'm going to go with Edwin Jackson. Oh, my God. Go for it. Right, you're I don't, just I don't trust that. the bats against Guido, so I'd rather go with the pitcher. Okay. 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 That's my reasoning. It's got right. a lot of strategy going on. All right. Well, there we go. We'll see how that works out for the couch and for Blooper tomorrow. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. Be sure to join us on Twitter, hashtag PadresSH, and at Padres.com slash social hour, we will be right back with more Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. And welcome back to Padres Social Hour as the Padres are getting ready for game three against the San Francisco sweep Giants. Sweep the Giants. A sweep. Right. So today. We can say that so confidently, <laughs> can we? Can't we? Hey, it has. To, I would think it has to happen at some point. And yeah, I know. What more of a, a strange occurrence than against the Giants? Yeah. I guess you could Hate say. Hate to see right? that happen to those Giants. Oh, fans. what a bummer for Man, all. Man, were they annoying last today. night when Posey hit that home run? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, I, this place turned into San Francisco In for about five inning. minutes, and then they disappeared on that buck. Exactly. Yeah. Just as they should have. Seventy-five years ago today, Joe DiMaggio ended his 56-game. Hitting streak ended. Wow. That same season, Ted Williams hit for four, hit 406. That was right. his batting average. What is the harder 
thing to do, in <laughs> your opinion? What is the more reveled thing to do? DiMaggio streak. You think so? Because a Absolutely. lot of players thought the consistency <coughs> of Ted Williams is harder. Oh, I, th I think neither one of them will be broken again. Right. But I think DiMaggio streak is way out there. Never happened before, never happened since. Never happened since. Nobody's even been within 12. Well, 12 is the closest anybody's right. gotten right. to DiMaggio 44 by Pete Rose, right? Right. So nobody's even been, like, near it. Tony Gwynn did make a 394 that one year. Yes. Right. It was a shortened season. But I think 400 would happen before the hitting streak. I agree. But they're the both amazing. There was a good point about the hitting streak that you usually just run into some bad luck. Like, there's, you know, something doesn't go your way. So to keep the hitting streak going is, is well very Well, in DiMaggio's game, <laughs> as I recall it, and I didn't see the game, but he was robbed by Ken Keltner Ken at Kel third yes, base. Yes, right. yes. Twice in that <laughs> game of right. hits. And then he hit 16, <laughs> another 16 straight games. So he could have had, like, a 73-game streak right. had Keltner right. not made those plays. All right, we really appreciate everyone joining us today, including Private First Class Joe Riley for Chris Ello for Bill Center, for the whole team here, and for myself. This was Padres Social Hour. Thanks for joining us, and get ready for Padres versus Giants. <laughs>